stop saying that the traditional Latin Mass is more reverent than the Novus Ordo Mass, the vernacular Mass, the enculturated Mass of Vatican II. That's what the Jesuit magazine America is telling you to do right now. The Jesuits are upset because the New York Times just came out with, I think, a good article on the growth, the expansion of the traditional Latin Mass, the revival of Catholic piety, large families, all sorts of great things documented in the New York Times. And one of the things the New York Times article mentioned was that every person she interviewed and talked to, they just volunteered the word reverent or more reverent. So this has our Jesuit friends over at America Magazine shrieking, upset, melting down. Taylor, stop saying that the Latin Mass is more reverent. It's very offensive to people and it's probably racist. You just need to stop saying that. We can have Polka Mass. We can have Mariachi Mass. We can have Native American Aboriginal Eagle Feather Mass. We can have Druid Mass. We can even have your Texas Cowboy Masses. It's all the same. It's all reverent. Don't be saying Latin Mass, Latin Mass. That's what Jimmy Slim Jim Martin and the Jesuits are telling us. And I'm just going to encourage myself, my family, and you watching to just say it even more. Stop saying the Latin Mass is more reverent. You know what? I'm just going to start saying it even harder because it's an objective fact. It's an objective fact. When you water down the liturgy to look like something contemporary, something modern, I don't care if you choose which decade you choose in Vatican II, 60s, 70s. 60s is more of your Peter, Paul, Mary, Bob Dylan vibe. You still see that like on the Vigil Mass Saturday night. They're rocking that pretty good. 70s, 80s is a little bit more of the felt banner crowd mixed in with sort of the Jesuit uh, raise you up on eagle wings vibe. That's like the younger boomer generation mass. That's probably the most popular vibe right now in the in the Novus Ordo world. Um, they haven't really got to the 90s and 2000s or the 210s, and they definitely haven't got to uh, 2022. They d they're not even close to the Kanye mass, uh, Beyonce mass. Now, the, the Episcopalians in California did do a Beyonce mass. Episcopalians, I guess, are a little more hip than the Novus Ordo Catholic and the Jesuits. They haven't got the Drake mass, the Eminem mass. That has not hit yet. They're still doing the 60s, 70s uh, felt banner vibe. Let's look at the article. This is the article by Carrie Weber over at America Review. And you can see at the very top of the page there, it's the Jesuit Review. Okay, so this is the voice of the American Jesuits. Don't you want to read that? Aren't you excited about that? All right, let's take a look at what Carrie Weber and the American Jesuits have to say. She leads off 
uh, talking about the latest reporting is a piece in the New York Times by Ruth Grant, which highlights the liturgy's popularity in the United States in the face of Pope Francis's efforts to limit its use, eradicate its use. She says, Miss Graham confirms this trend in her piece. Almost all Latin Mass devotees use a version of the word reverent, unprompted, contrasting the tone of the Latin Mass with off-sided, if rare, examples in modern parishes featuring non-traditional elements like puppets, balloons, a casual treatment of the Eucharist, or music and dance they consider disrespectful. Yes, that's true. And I talked about my personal experience with the Grover moment in the Eucharistic minister who were in a whitewashed church, University of Dallas. This is probably 2009, 2010-ish. I know that because we joined the Fraternity of St. Peter Parish in Pentecost 2010. And I was in line for communion. It was a weekday mass and there was a student there. And he's like the body of Christ. And he's wearing a blue shirt with Grover on it. And for me, that was it. Here's the, uh, here's the Grover shirt in case you missed it. Where is it? Grover shirt. Cue the Grover shirt. Grover, where are you? There it is. That's the Grover shirt. Gosh, it just triggers me so hard. I'm having so much anxiety right now. I was I looked in the eyes of Grover as I received the second person Trinity, and I thought, this is so comic. It's so ridiculous. I'm done with the Novus Ordo. I'm done with this irreverence. I want reverence. I want something great. I want something beautiful. And we went to the traditional Latin Mass, and we never looked back. Blessed be God. Now, her objection is, is, is right here in this quote, the way we talk about liturgy matters and to describe something as irreverent assumes a level of malicious intent on the part of the worshiper that other terms do not. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. If I say that mass is irreverent, I'm not saying that the people there worshiping are irreverent. I'm talking about rubrics and words on a piece of paper that is then performed and recited by the priest and the people as they do it. It doesn't speak to anyone's heart. It refers to the objective reality of that liturgy. For example, Eucharistic Prayer 1, which is the Roman canon, which goes back to Gregory the Great before, likely, well, we have examples of it as far back as Ambrose, late 300s into the 400s, Eucharistic Prayer 1 is more reverent than Eucharistic Prayer 2. That doesn't mean that people using Eucharistic Prayer 2 are having malicious intent, to use her words. That's what she says, malicious intent. So she's already framed it up in an, in, in an unfair way. All right, let's keep, keep on rolling. She says here, uh, she quotes a bunch of Vatican II. I'll spare you that. Here is the place. I'm trying to find the part where she talks about lace because they just, they got to hit us with the lace, you know? Where's the lace part? 
Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Nope, that's not it. Here it is. The church acknowledges Gregorian chants as specially suited for liturgy, but does not exclude guitars from possibly adding delight to prayer. I mean, I just want to say, why are we always talking about guitars? Why not turntables? I mean, let's put an 808 up there, two turntables and a microphone. I mean, let's, if we're going to add delight to prayer and be contemporary and with it and relevant to the culture, two turntables and a microphone. You know, DJ, uh, Marshmallow Head. What's that Marshmallow guy's name? Marshmallow Man. All these DJs. There's a the guy with the long hair. Let's get that. That's what people want. Guitars is 1960s and 70s. Acoustic guitars. I mean, that's Sound of Music, Maria. That's like what nuns thought was cool back in, back in the day. There's nothing inherently more reverent about a chapel veil than an African head wrap. We agree that has nothing to do with the Latin mass, nothing to do with the rubrics, nothing to do with the texts. She's trying to bring in this racist vibe of cultural expressions of what women wear on their head. I'll tell you what is more reverent is an African head ramp, a wrap or a mantilla. What's less reverent is not wearing a woman, not wearing a covering on her head as St. Paul teaches in first Corinthians. That is less reverent straight up. She then says, lace garments are not inherently more reverent than felt banners. Imagine no felt banners. You've heard the hit. It's easy if you try. She goes on to say, various elements of the liturgy might be more formal or more solemn, but we need to stop using the word reverent as a stand-in for all those other qualities. No, we don't. And we're just going to reverent even harder. It is more reverent. And you will hear us say it three million more times. Because just take a looky. Top picture or bottom picture? I'm going to take a moment now and pause. If you're in the live chat, I got... The top picture is picture A. The bottom picture is picture B. Which is more reverent objectively? What's more, what's more reverent? A beautiful altar, marble, gold, candlesticks, statuary, incredibly difficult lace to manufacture, beautiful chasuble, Care taken towards the Eucharist, honoring our Lord Jesus Christ. That's A in the top. B is in the bottom. B is for bottom. Now, we can't see the priest here, but how is that the same reverence for Jesus, which presumably this woman is holding in her hand? And look at the boy. He has his hands out. Okay, how is that more reverent or equal reverent? It's not. It's not. Back to the article. Any type of worship, no matter the style, can be irreverent if done with the wrong intention. That's true. I mean, yes, you can add malice. You could be saying, a priest could be saying 
the most solemn, beautiful, traditional high mass in the world. And the entire time he could be thinking evil, malicious, perverted thoughts, the entire mass. And that would be irreverent on his part. But we're not talking about the intent of people. We're talking about books that have words in them with, with texts of prayers and rubrics of gestures and postures and, and how to do things. And when you take those books away from the malicious, loving, pious, whatever kind of hearts there are, and you just put them on the table, which is more reverent? The traditional Latin mass is more reverent. You could get, you could get an atheist to judge this contest. You could get a Lutheran to judge this contest. You could get a Methodist to judge this contest. You could get a Jew to judge this contest. Get a Muslim. Show them footage. Which is more reverent? Which is more showing the gift of the Holy Spirit, fear of the Lord? Which has being revered, objectively speaking, based on the words and the actions? It's a traditional Latin Mass every single time. I honestly can't think of any demographic except for a liberal, Jesuit, post-Latin Mass, someone who grew up in the Latin Mass, hated it. All they want to do is happy, clappy, drum set, you know, live out like they're the Almond Brothers in church on Saturday night at the Vigil Mass. So yeah, we're just going to Latin Mass even more. And that's why I encourage everybody, keep calm and go to the Latin Mass. Find yourself a traditional Latin Mass if you can. I understand not everyone has access and that's sad. We need to pray that everyone does have access. But we need to pray and move and try to get to the Latin Mass. We aren't denigrating or judging you if that's what you have. That's what you have. But if you have the option, if it's an extra 10 minutes or 20 minutes to go to the Latin Mass, to get involved there, please give it a shot. Please give it a shot. And the first time you go, don't bring a bunch of books. Just go and experience it. Go and be quiet. Kneel when people kneel. Stand when people stand. And just experience it. And I say it takes three to four times at the traditional Latin Mass to even get your orientation and your bearings. Unless you take my class on the Latin Mass and the Roman Rite. You can get that at NewStThomas.com newsaintthomas.com. I've got a full course on that. But just go and experience the traditional mass and you will eventually, after three or four times, start to get it. After six months to a year, you will be conversant. After a year or so, you will be fluent and you'll know what's going on. You could take a snapshot of the Latin mass with no sound, no anything, and I could pretty much, by just looking at the priest, and the servers and the position on the altar, I could probably tell you in the math, but I've been going for 12 years. I've gone hundreds, thousand times. It's just like a language. It becomes part of you and it's beautiful and it's great. So please do. As I always say, if you want to move and go somewhere where they have a traditional Latin mass, I, I encourage you to go to realestateforlife.org. They'll help you sell your house where you are and move to a different part of the world, different part of the country where you can have a Catholic school, uh, 
reverent mass, reverent priests, good confessions, good neighborhoods, all that. So I just think if you want to do that, just call up realestateforlife.org or go to the website, realestateforlife.org and tell them you heard it from Dr. Taylor Marshall on the podcast. And I'd appreciate that. So yeah, we're just going to say it more. We're not giving up. It's in the New York Times. It's growing. People know it. Pope Francis knows it. Your bishop knows it. We are not going to stop. The reason we're not going to stop is it's Christocentric, Christ-centered. I don't want Mass to be about Father James Martin. I don't want it to be about Monsignor McGillicuddy. I want the Mass to be about Jesus. For me, I want to encounter Jesus Christ. That's why I'm at Mass. At the traditional Latin Mass, it's Christocentric. Christ is in the center. At the Novus Ordo Mass, man is in the center. It's all about Father and us and the community. And it's, it's, it's inward. They put the altar sometimes in the middle. And everyone faces in a big circle and looks at each other. Huh? It's we're worshiping each other, the reverence of the circle. And we face the crucifix. So stop saying the Latin Mass. Stop saying the Latin Mass is more reverent. Nope. No. Sorry. It's just not going to happen. If you want to learn more about the Latin Mass, What's going on? Why are the rituals that way? What are the mystical meanings of some of the rituals that aren't even spoken but are done? Thomas Aquinas gives us 12 mysteries in the traditional Latin Mass that teaches about Jesus Christ. All of that I document, I walk you through in a course at the New St. Thomas Institute. And there are nine courses at the New St. Thomas Institute. You get all of them thrown in together. So you can start today. Go to NewStThomas.com, NewStThomas.com, and I got a whole online course on the traditional Latin Mass, the Roman Rite, um, how the Roman Rite came together, um, the structures of the epistle and the gradual and what's a tract and all these words, uh, the offertory, when did that develop, uh, the consecration, the Roman Rite, the everything. When was the Agnus Dei added? All these things you can learn through progress as I walk you through it. NewStThomas.com. Sign up. NewStThomas.com. Also, you can get NewStThomas.com thrown in for free for certain tier levels at Patreon.com. If you want to support the work I'm doing, go to Patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. I'll send you a rosary. I'll send you a signed book on the rosary. There's tier one as one book, tier two as three, tier or tier two as two, tier three as three, tier four as four, on and on and on. Go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. Consider supporting and I'll send you a gift. Thank you so much to all the current Patreons. Y'all are fantastic. All right, we'll close by saying the Our Father in Latin. Oremus. Nomini Patris et Fidii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, Sanctificator Nomen Tuum, Advenia Regnum Tuum, Fia Voluntas Tua, Sicut in Cielo et in Terra, Panem Nostrum Quotidianum da Nobis Odiae, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Nomine Patris, et Fidii, et Spiritus Sancti. 
Amen. And if you'd like to learn all those prayers, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, all the responses in the Latin Mass, I do that for you for free. If you go to YouTube and type in Taylor Marshall and Latin, Latin course, Latin, you'll find it all on YouTube for free. I also have a more expanded version that you can get, more in-depth, better, over at NewStThomas.com. That same course, the Latin Mass, I teach you all the responses you need to say in Latin if you're at a high mass, for example. So NewStThomas.com is the place to do that. All right. Everybody, thanks for watching. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Godspeed. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click the like button, the thumbs up, and subscribe by clicking the subscribe button and clicking the bell for notifications. God bless. See you in future videos.